Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey there. I'm so glad that you're with me on the podcast today. I've got my friend Alice Briggs, who's here with me all the way from out west. I got to see you the other day, Alice, in person. So I'm so glad yes. that, you're, that you're here with me today on the podcast. Welcome. Well, thank you. It's so wonderful to be here. Absolutely. For those of you that, that don't know Alice, and maybe a lot of folks don't yet, but you will through this interview, she's uh, a part of our Creative Thrive Artist Mentoring Program. And I was just out in Texas, uh, and Tanya and I did a, a meetup out there with some of our our Texas Thrivers, we call it. And Alice, oh my gosh, you drove like seven hours to be there. <laughs> I, did, I did. It was a personal record for lunch, yes. <laughs> was awesome. I was like, I hope the food is good because it, yeah. <laughs> it was great to see you. Great to see you. So it was wonderful. I, I've so enjoyed getting to know you over the years because, uh, you know, when you having this mentoring program and, and having, you know, met artists of all the world, you get to see people's different backgrounds and, and, and some of the things that they bring. And you are so passionate, not only about what you do creatively, but also about inner healing and, and walking in wholeness. And we really share that as a really common, common purpose. And so I wanted to have you on the podcast today to, to talk about that and share your heart, uh, not only just right out of your heart and experience, but also out of some of the books that you've written, which are, are really powerful and, and folks are going to want to get, they can, you can find the links for those in the show notes, by the way, but Alice, for those that don't know you, tell us who you are, what you do, where you are in the world, and, and, and that sort of thing. Well, I'm in the Lubbock, Texas area, so I moved here five years ago, um, so my roots aren't very deep yet, so <laughs> as, as Texans go, I'm That's not related right. to half the state yet, so, <laughs> um, but I, I began my journey as an artist somewhat on a dare. Someone told me my degree is in biology and chemistry and then occupational therapy. So very left-brained, science-driven, right. um, but I'd always been creative. So that was just how we always were creating things at home. Uh, so I never really questioned that because that's just what we did. Sure. Um, so, but kind of on a dare, someone said basically, and I don't remember the exact words, but kind of the impression that I got was, well, you can't do art because you're a science major. So, which I thought was a Watch stupid me, reason. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there are, I, I've learned wisdom to ask the, should I, not just can I exactly, questions. Exactly. <laughs> But that's a pretty good way of getting me to do something, just to tell me that I can't for a stupid reason. If you've got a good reason, fair enough. But, exactly. Um, you know, I, that just didn't make any sense to me. So I started taking art classes in between my bachelor's and my master's degrees and um, just absolutely fell in love with it. So, um, I, and that kind of was what really made my heart sing. Um, but I had a lot of, just a lot of fear, anxiety, um, and just and I just grown up as a perfectionist, you know, all of those things just really came into play mm. when I tried to really get um, into position with my art as far as what, you know, what is this? What am I doing? You know, even in my studio, I remember one time I'm standing and I normally paint on boards. And I'm standing in front of my board and I'm going, oh no, what if I make it mess it up? And just this whole, you know, I mean, every, all, we've all heard it. It is right. not unique to me in any way, but what if I mess it up? What if it's a failure? What if everybody knows? All of a sudden I'm like, 
you are in your studio. No one else is in the house. The dog does not care. Exactly. You know, she really does not care. <laughs> Where is all this coming from, right? Yeah, it's like, what on earth is this? Yeah. And um, so, and it wasn't until a couple years later that I went to a, a spiritual warfare kind of weekend training thing with my my sister and, and I, and they're like, well, why are you here? I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, whatever. And then after a while I'm thinking, oh no, wait, yes, I know exactly why I'm here. I'm here for more ammo. That's why I'm here. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't have that grid, that kind of mm -hmm. co concept that, you know, those thoughts aren't necessarily my thoughts yeah. and they aren't my good and I can do something about it. I don't have to put up with it. So isn't that, that such a really good revelation, is. I think, for all of us to, I mean, I, yes. I know for me, I grew up my whole life, nobody ever told me that you have a choice and that the way that the kingdom gets established right. in our life is through renewing of your mind, empowered by the Holy Spirit, right. and yet so many people right. walk around defeated, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah, there, yeah, so it it just kind of sent me on this whole different thing. I got trained in um, Spankna, Sozo, restoring the foundations over the course of the years, and um, so I, I'm, I'm a tool collector. That's kind of part of my, <laughs> I love it. I so love wherever it. I can find tools, I like to like to bring them. And then of course you, you make them your own as you got kind of go along, but, um, so kind of pulling out bits and pieces because not every protocol or tool works for everybody sure. depending on where they are and what their background is and, and that kind of thing. So, and um, the thing I love too about your heart, and I, I try to do this in the mentoring program and everything that we do is really teaching people kind of practical ways to take methodologies that may right. seem a little complicated and how do you appropriate that in your life on a regular basis so that we can right. all be walking yeah. in deeper levels of healing every day, right? Because that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. It does you no good if it's just all out here. Exactly. So if you can't get it in here and most, more importantly, get it in here. Yeah. So, you know, it's the biggest 16 inches or whatever is from your head <laughs> to your heart. And to get that's that, right. like just knowing it and believing it, that that's a huge thing. Yeah. But, and it has to be practical. You have to be able to do something with it or it's fine. But it, yeah, I, I, I like nuts and bolts. Yeah. <laughs> be able to apply it or keep on moving. So, yes, that whole thing, I think people either I've just kind of seen over the years, maybe you can you know, affirm or deny, whatever, but it's kind of like people, people will either have this idea that they can't change, you know, that change is not for them, not possible, whatever, or they're not good enough to change. That's where, you know, identity, perfectionism, right. all that sort of thing, right. or maybe that change has got to happen when somebody else does something, either mm -hmm. somebody prays for them, somebody in their life changes, um, this situation right. externally stops or whatever. And it's like, no, actually none of that is, <laughs> is right, true. right. You exactly. know, change can happen yes. when, when the Holy Spirit begins to move and you begin to get some practical tools about, about how to see that happen. And that's the exciting right. part. I think to me is seeing people yeah. be able to, to see change happen in their life really practically. Right. And that's, I think that's kind of my passion. And I, I partly, it's kind of weird getting into the different terms just because I, you know, like if you call yourself a spirit guide, well, no, um, <laughs> but like exactly. I, I am more of a guide than a healer. If you want to yes. use those terms, sure. because I'm teaching people like throughout every time I'm working with somebody, I have a fairly formulaic 
kind of prayer that I use because I want them to get those steps. You mm -hmm. can vary from it, but as long as you have, you know, repent, confess, repent, you know, break off the, the demonic, then ask for the good. That's you know, right. there are kind of some basic building blocks, but they're not complex. They're not difficult. Finding where the enemy is active in your life often is the most difficult part. Kicking mm. him out once you're there, once you've figured it out, right. that's not the hard part because you have all the authority in Christ. So if you're good. in Christ, it's, it, you know, he, the enemy's toast. So, <laughs> but then, you know, there's, there's work after that because you've had all these years developing habits or whatever that you sometimes have to relearn. Sometimes yeah. the, the healing is a process, but kicking the enemy out, nah, he's defeated. Yeah, so I mean, he's, where, he's, he's, where he's hiding, right? <laughs> he's at, yeah, yeah. He he operates in hiddenness and darkness. So yeah. that's you know part of my job as an outsider working with someone is being able to shine the light, saying, "Yeah, that's not a normal thought. Like, yeah. no, that's not a godly thought. That's not a healthy thought." Yeah. Um, if you've heard good. something in your life for decades, you so often won't recognize mm. that that isn't that isn't a right thought because it's just something that you've heard and especially if it's a generational thing your family's been steeped in this for generations of whatever belief system it is this is normal for it's you it's amazing so. the lord really started showing me that even in in business when i started you know when i started selling my art and was around a lot people who are a lot wealthier than I am and have been in my life and never been around. And I would see how they processed money or processed wealth or opportunity mm -hmm. or things like that. And one day I was asking the Lord about that and, and he just, he just showed me, he was like, well, their normal is different than your normal. And that mm -hmm. can be a really positive thing yeah. and it can be a really negative thing, you know, and <laughs> it's like, I yeah. always want my normal to line up with the, the truth of the kingdom. Right. Um, right, there, right. I think one of the things, and this is, you know, kind of the focus of what we wanted to talk a little bit about today is one of the normal things that a lot of artists struggle with. I know we both struggle with this and most creatives that you talk to struggle with is this idea of perfectionism, not being good enough, that voice in the head that, that you talked right. about and talk about the, the roots of that, because so much of that is based in identity and performance and what I believe about myself versus what God says about me and just unpack some of that because you've got a, a brand new book out about that and uh, called do, Overcoming Perfectionism. And, and yes. I want you to really kind of share your heart just about that concept because it's, it's something that so many creatives are, are struggling with. And I think because I've, I've been in there and I still call myself a recovering perfectionist, um, you know, cause it, it's something that still wants to creep up on me. Sure. Um, but I'm far enough out that it, it's one of those things that when I see it in other people, I just want to go, ah, shake yeah. the devil. <laughs> you know? you <laughs> so can please this right. um, and, and part of uh, inherently perfectionism says that you are what you do. And mm -hmm. what you do must be perfect or you are worthless. Mm -hmm. there's, there's kind of no gray area there. There's no room for process. There's no room for learning. There's no compassion. There's no mercy. It's just a hard and fast. Have you done it perfectly? Yes, you're fine. Right. No, you're a, you're a complete and total worthless mess. Right. You know, add whatever adjectives you, you'd like. They're all wrong. Um, and the, the tr and that is so contrary to the nature of God that I think, but it, it's something 
because he is perfect and we're called to be like him, um, and, and religion kind of feeds into that a little bit, or maybe even a lot, depending on, on where you are, because yeah. it is, it does often, there, there's a lot of kind of do's and don'ts. Right. Um, when God gave us do's and don'ts, it was because he was calling us to something greater. It was so right. that he could give us good gifts. It wasn't because he was waiting with a big stick. Oh, are they going to mess up today? I can, slack so them. you know, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not what he's, um, that isn't who he is. He's wanting us um, and I and I think partly because as people we aren't ever perfect. We're we're pursuing being perfected in His image. Um, but when we're talking about it, as far as in this context, it's a pursuit of excellence. Mm. And I think that often that we equate excellence and perfection, and that's not the same thing. Right. Doing your best, given whatever circumstances that you're in, and that means right now. So not if I could do this better 20 years from now, and I'm holding myself to that standard. No, it's where you are right now. The things that are going on in your life and your family, your health, whatever, it's today. Yeah. Have you done the best that you can do today? Have you believed God? That's what he, you know, um, Romans 4, it says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Right. God counts when we believe him. Mm. So that's, uh, he, so it, it shapes our perception of God it and then it shapes our identity. Um, so it's a very powerful fundamental issue that I think if we don't resolve that, we're, we're set up for a whole lot of trouble because we can't ever succeed. It's an impossible standard. That's so so the enemy is, the enemy's right there with his stick. That's oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, getting back to it, 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 and if you believe that God is there with his big stick, you know, mm -hmm. if that's your kind of fundamental view of, of God, uh, that's going to really, you know, color mm -hmm. what you view as possible. I remember years ago hearing, you know, people, psychologists primarily talking about your primals, they call it, you know, where, you know, what is right. it that you, what are your kind of primal beliefs about, is the world safe or is it dangerous? You know, is mm -hmm. the world uh, enticing and beautiful and, and full of adventure or is it something to be avoided? You know, and all of that right. gets shaped by mm -hmm. our belief system. And uh, just like it, you know, it takes a long time to form those. Sometimes it can take a while to change that as well. And uh, that's obviously that's why the Holy Spirit is, is with us so he can walk with us in, in that process. But changing that paradigm for people, um, I don't know, that, that can, get, can seem to be a daunting thing sometimes. I think, you know, when people come in the mentoring program, it's funny, they're like, I want to learn how to market my art. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, my mind yeah. is totally <laughs> jacked up. I mean, you know, my heart, my, my belief system about what's possible. Because I tell people all the time, you know, I can teach you how to sell your art all day long, but if your heart doesn't believe that you're worth right. it, that God's for you, that this is part of his call in your life, it literally yeah. all means nothing because your automatic system inside will, will turn on the self-sabotage system and get you mm -hmm. to be right back where you were before we ever met. And um, Yeah. Or, so, or worse. Or worse. <laughs> exactly. It's so, like you lose 10 pounds and then you gain 15 yeah. back. Right? Yeah. It, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Yeah. So what have you seen in, in working with so many people over the years and, and in your own journey as people are, if we want to use the metaphor, uprooting, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, these 
uh, ungodly beliefs that, you know, as, as a lot of people call them, and uh, these, these patterns that are, are needing to be ripped out and reestablished. What have you found to be some of the most effective ways to, to do that in, in somebody's journey? Um, there, there are several things that are key. Um, one is getting in the word and discovering who does God say that he is. Yeah. Uh, you know, he reveals himself through scripture in so many various ways. Um, also, then who does he say that I am? Mm. Um, and then, and that gives you a benchmark so that any other thought that comes in your mind, whether it's from the enemy or from your own just baggage, your own thoughts, does it line up with those two things? Is this consistent with right. who God says that I am? Right. Um, so that gives you, that gives you a firm foundation to start with. Like, okay, what is reality? What is truth? What am I trying to shape myself into? Um, and that's not just a one-time thing, read a Bible verse, right? I mean, no, no, alas, no. Captive, right? <laughs> <laughs> so in, well, and in doing that, there are a couple of things. When you find a key verse, one of the most powerful things for me is to take it out and to actually purchase, uh, personalize it. Hmm. And I, there were the, when I first kind of got hit hard with a lot of things, I had like a whole photo album, you know, the old sleeve kind that you, put in there with three by five cards yeah. with personalized scriptures. You know, Alice is an overcomer in Christ, you know, who strengthens mm. her. I, and I would read them aloud to myself at, in like at one point it took me nearly an hour to get through all of them because wow. I needed to hear them over and over and over. And I would do that morning and night or, you know, and different people do it different ways. And I'm not saying that you have to go that, that crazy. That's what I needed at that time. And I've not needed it that much since, um, fortunately, because that's a lot of time. But <laughs> I was the same way. Listen, when I would get at shows uh, and I would get, you know, the enemy would come on me and I'd be getting fearful. You're not going to sell anything. You're not good enough. Well, all this kind of stuff. I literally put note cards. I laminated them with scripture right. verses in my, I call it my show box, you know, with all my, uh -huh. you know, packing tape and all that kind of stuff. And I would yeah. pull those things out and I'd just be, flipping through my receipt book and then I'd have, I'd have me a little laminated card in there and <laughs> a I'd, reminder. I'd be like praying in the spirit. I'm reading my scripture cards. Yeah. You know, but, but I did because I saw it and I still see, I yeah. see God's word is a weapon. It's an offensive it weapon is. that, that yes. reestablishes the truth in our life when the enemy mm -hmm. is trying to come in and establish his truth. Yeah. It resets your compass to, yeah. to what the truth really is. Yeah. So, um, so that, those are kind of some key things. Um, the other thing, I think, just to kind of shape your perception of God as far as, as recognizing that this is a process and accepting that mm. um, is, you know, everyone's seen a, a little baby trying to walk. Right. And they are the worst walkers ever. They are stumbling. They fall down all the time. You know, they're, they're teetering and tottering. They have to hold on to stuff. They are horrible walkers. If you're looking at the quality of walking, they are bad. That is not what anyone around them sees. Right. Mom is not counting how many times the kid fell down. Mom is counting the one, one step that whole day, that whole week or That's month right. that the baby took. And she's calling everybody. Oh! You look know, at it, look at they're it. so yay. You know, and that's exactly how God sees us. Yeah. You know, again, going back, He is counting the times that we get back up. He expects us. We're the ones that expect us not to fail. He ex He knows we're, that we're human. 
he understands fully what all that was or is about for us. And he know he understands us as individuals even better than we understand ourselves. So, so he, you know, he, he gets, he gets all of that. So every time that you gather the strength to believe him and to stand up again, he counts that as a victory. So if we can count our victories, then it, that does two things. Number one, it aligns our perceptions of, of what is supposed to be reality more closely aligned with his. This is a process and I can enjoy the process even though I've got a long way to go. Mm. I'm not going to be running, you know, three month old babies have been walking a bit, not three months, <laughs> uh, three, you know, three-year-old kids let's, let's right. <laughs> have been walking for a while, but they're still not going to be running a marathon. Yeah, sure. You know, it, it's, it's a process and that that's growth. That's development. That's normal. Um, so if we can kind of keep our expectations aligned with God's expectations, there's so much more grace and peace in that process. Yeah. Um, so I, I recommend like charting, if you're trying to, the other thing, and you talk about this in the mentoring group is that you become what you behold. Yeah. So if you're always thinking about, Oh no, I'm going to mess up. Oh no, I'm going to mess up. Then exactly what are you going to do? You're going to mess up, you know, and then you're probably not going to give up again, get up again, because why would I bother? I'm just going to mess up again, as opposed to, yeah, I fell down, but you know what? I got up twice yesterday and once the day before. So maybe today I'll get up three times. Mm. You know, if, if you can focus on the progress that you're making and I like charts and graphs and stickers and, you know, so just do kind of however it works for you to make sure that you're focusing in on that progress. It becomes self-fulfilling then because you're looking for the progress. You see it when it happens because you're looking for it, yes. but then it also happens much more frequently. That's so then it, it, and I, when I first heard about this, it was several years ago and I was like, surely it's not that easy, but it is like, it is. that is so powerful. Yeah. You know, I don't think in and of itself, um, that it's, it's not going to do everything. I mean, I think you do need to address the lies. You do need to address sure. all the other stuff, but as far as kind of moving for, yeah, moving forward, it's the most powerful tool that I've ever seen yeah. and experienced. So, you know, for me, I think journaling too is a real, my, my journaling over the years has turned into gratitude and celebrations of, of wins in my life. Thank you, God, that this happened. Thank you that I've, was able, even though through this difficult situation, right. I was able to get through it. Thank yeah. you. Your word says, because it is true. Whatever you're looking for, you will find it. Mm -hmm. And you know, so are you looking yeah. for, <laughs> for God's truth or are you looking right. for the self-sabotaging patterns that have, that have yeah. left you to, you know, I yeah. think it's, it's interesting for all of us and it is provocative to say, but you know, the life that we're living right now is the fruit of the things that we have believed mm -hmm. in our life. Uh, whether, you know, some of those things were uh, acted upon us and, you know, perpetrated right. on us or whether we yes. went through situations that, that we couldn't help or things that we overtly did or whatever. But like it or not, we are the result of the things that have happened in our life and the way that we responded to it. And But I love it that we can change uh, through the Holy Absolutely. Spirit's help. That's, yeah. that's his, his, uh, his promise to us. Now, yeah, our, our tomorrow is, is our tomorrow is also based on what we decide today. That's so right. you can, you can start making those changes today and have that's a different right. tomorrow. That's so powerful. that's, we can, I mean, 
yeah, we can overcome so much by just choosing to make those. You know, just the other day I was telling somebody about, I was, it, the Lord was bringing it back to my mind, but I was thinking about, you know, micro decisions. So many times that we we think, you know, making changes like this has got to be these huge life changing, come to the altar, everybody <laughs> knows, oh, you know, but it's not that, is it? it I mean, there no. are those times, yes, breakthrough moments, but right. it is these micro decisions every day of choosing this versus choosing that. And over time, the trajectory of your emotional, spiritual, physical, you know, all of that right. life begins to move in the direction of the kingdom. Yeah. And and just like you teach in the mentoring program, when you break, you take a big goal that you want to do in whatever yeah. area, your art, your personal life, whatever. If you focus on that big thing, it can be very overwhelming because yeah. it looks like it's going to take for forever going to take forever but if you break it down and you focus on okay step one is this i can do that step two is this well i can do that because i've just done step one so you move yourself along Mm. you know over time it doesn't happen instantly but god's there with you in that process and you learn so much that sometimes i think that the eventual goal shifts and is a much better fit for you than you knew because of that that change that god god I, I don't know if I don't know if it's change or if it's just the revelation of who you really are, mm. who you really are to him and what you were really created to do that he reveals to you through that process. Mm. And so that good. I think is fantastic. So I love it. <laughs> I, love it. <laughs> I love freedom. I love freedom yes. because it's possible yeah. for yeah. for everybody. And you know, just I tell Tanya all the time, you know, it's so wonderful being able to do what we do and see healing and wholeness and breakthrough and uh, Mm -hmm. thriving really come to so many people's lives because, you know, just out and about every day at the grocery store, at the bank, at church or whatever, you you realize that so many people are living lives of desperation and Mm -hmm. they're they're just trying to keep their head above water. And I think that is the good news of the kingdom that there is is a different reality that Jesus came that you, you might have life and mm-hmm. have it to the full and these kind of and that means right. here that's not, right that's not right in the, in, the, in the great by and by which yeah it's that too but it that's means right. here. that's yeah. right well I, I was telling somebody the other day i said that's the mystery of the kingdom it's it, the kingdom is now and here and the kingdom is coming and there's yes. more to come that we don't even yeah. know of yet and yet yeah. there's, there's great revelation and and uh you know that available to us now as well the reality of the kingdom inside of us and you know yeah. so many people they they live, you know, they get saved, they come, they talk about the cross and they talk about heaven. And I'm like, there's a whole lot in between. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> there's a whole lot in between. So. Anyway, well, Alice, yeah. this has been so good. Where can folks find your books and connect with you online to, to continue uh, this process? Sure. My um, website for inner healing stuff, and there's a link to my books on, um, on there is emotional and spiritual healing.com. Um, great so website address, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get that? I had some SEO <laughs> advice on that one. That's <laughs> so right. A little long, but um, yeah, so emotional and spiritual healing.com. And then there's, there's a link, there's all information about who I am, what I do, that kind of stuff. My art is at alicearlene.com. Awesome. Um, so 
Good. Those are kind of the two primary things. I'm working on getting all of my books so that you can buy them directly through me via my website. So you can do most, especially like the new series, um, Overcoming Perfectionism is the first in this series. There's quite a few different um, books that have kind of the same tools. They're just targeted at different areas. Um, so because I found in my own life that you get overwhelmed and then you can't think clearly enough to kind of shift and adapt mm. um, when you're in those places. So, but cool. all of those you can buy direct from me through my website. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alice. And I know as you're listening today, you want to connect with Alice more on Instagram, Facebook, on her website, all that information is right down in the show notes. And so you can grab that and, uh, and definitely connect with her. Alice, thanks so much for being on today. Oh, thank you so much. This was wonderful. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.